1: Hello everyone, my name is Ben Hocking. My name is Harry Eve. And my name is Samuel Sage. And welcome to the Late Breaking Podcast here on Drive Tribe.
0: On to today's topics as I get bombarded by helicopter noises apparently. Um, we're talking about McLaren and Alonso mainly, but we're going to kick off by just talking about the seats that's been left, the void in the sport that's made us all emotional Guys, what is going on with McLaren? Science has just signed. Is it good thing, bad thing? What's happening with the other seat? Kick us off.
2: Well, I'm just going to put it out there before we start. Do you, do you think Formula One teams and drivers have forgotten what the concept
1: of a summer break is? Quite possibly, because there seems to be more activity now than at any point during the season. And of course, just a few hours before we're ready to go live. Uh, they've decided that Carlos Sainz is going to go to McLaren now, which kind of threw it all up in the air a bit. Um, yeah, where do McLaren go from here? Fernando Alonso has been a staple of the um, of the team for so long now. Um, they've obviously lost um, an incredible driver, no doubt about that. They've also gained a lot of money because they're not spending so much <laughs> on this true. guy now. So I wonder if Carlos Sainz is, is as expensive as Fernando Alonso. I don't think so. I don't think Probably so. Probably not. Yeah, I think obviously Signs has now been confirmed. I like the move from McLaren, to be honest. I think Signs is talented. He had a very good 2017, hasn't had a great 2018 so far, but he signed a multi-year deal. And I think if you give Signs the chance to have a few years at McLaren, let the team revolve around him, make it a home. Because he said in previous interviews that he isn't happy with one-year deals that he keeps getting. Now he's got a multi-year deal. Maybe he can grow into this role and be the new leader of the team, like Alonso was. Yeah, and for signs, it's it's you know his boyhood
2: dream come true, isn't it? He's literally following in his hero's footstep. Uh, footsteps, sorry. Um, it's it might seem on the outside like an odd one because you'd say, well, he can't stay Renault, obviously, but it's full up. But there's a chance he could have gone to Red Bull. I think we'll get onto that, but. I think it's a good move. If Red Bull didn't want him or weren't going to take him, that's, that's probably his best option. And like you say, he can build a team around him now. Depends who his teammate is, but we'll see. Um, yeah, this could be it could be the making of signs. And if McLaren are, are, are on an upward trajectory, which they technically are from last year, wasn't hard. Um, yeah, if they are, then this
0: gives him the chance to, to build team around it. But
2: anyway, Sam, what do you think? Good move for signs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty lovely. Like you said, he's kind of, he's following in his, um, his, his hero's tyre marks almost, isn't it? Because obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it's, it's exciting. And science is a done deal now. And the other sticky situation McLaren have is, well, every team has, and there are two seats to every team, not just the one. Uh, Stoffel Van Dorn, I don't think he will be there come the 2019 season. And I think this sticks McLaren and many drivers on two possible paths. The first one, which we discussed slightly before the stream started, was that Stoffer would go to Toro Rosso, and then Toro Rosso would put Gasly up to Red Bull. Red Bull would then have a gasly Verstappen partnership. gasly Verstappen aren't the best of friends. They've always had a bit of a rivalry. Not sure how well they would click. But Verstappen, even though he's so young, would lead the team. The other issue there, of course, is if Van Dorn were to still go to Toro Rosso, but then Ocon would go from Force India to Red Bull and Stroll would fit into Red Bull. No, not Red Bull, Force India next to Perez. And then someone would go into Williams. It's all too did, you you
1: <laughs> did you follow that, ladies and gents? Good, because I did. <laughs> no, um, no, I see what you're saying though, Sam. Yeah, I think there is the a very good chance that one of the McLaren guys does go to Toro Rosso because they have got too many drivers for two seats um they've got signs in one of them obviously and I think they'll either stick with Van Dorn or they will take Lando Norris and then the other one is going to be shipped off to Toro Rosso because we know that McLaren won James Key from Toro Rosso yeah so some sort of deal there would work out quite well maybe they can get away with sending Nick De over but I'm not sure if
2: they'd go for him um Eric on Facebook has asked about Stoffel's future. The thing is with Stoffel, there's a part of me now that thinks maybe they should maybe they should keep him because he, he'll be in a team that's not got Alonso in it. So maybe this is the chance to prove himself. But actually, I don't, I think they might put Lando in in the car. But um yeah. Apart so a part of me thinks he should stay in McLaren, but then also a part of me thinks maybe he should leave the McLaren atmosphere and go somewhere else, go to Tor also. Because then there's every chance he could end up one day in a Red Bull, which might be
1: perfectly. Yeah, I think with McLaren now, it's full-on rebuilding mode. Yeah. Zach Brown has said that there is very little chance that the team is going to win before the next five to ten years. Um, and that's just the way that it is. They, they've cost themselves dearly. They, they've tried this Renault move um, and it hasn't worked out for them. They're going to have to hope for some sort of 2021 miracle um, because at the moment, they are so far behind the top three teams and there's no real reason to think it's going to change anytime soon so to have signs in that car to have another youngster in that car it's it's a future project now and who, would, I, who would you give it to who would you give the second seat to I personally think Van Dorn deserves another year What you do with Lando it? then I think Lando can weigh what just do nothing well I mean there's other championships around the way he might not win Formula 2 which so means he can have a second great. chance of that if he does win Formula 2 um, maybe he does go to Rosso for a year and then they can take him back. Um, I don't know. It, it, there's loads of different options for Or
0: maybe he joins Alonso at IndyCar for a year.
2: Me that Lando and Nando, taking on IndyCar. Like that it. is a great series. I,
1: I would watch a YouTube series of that, no like doubt. A sitcom. Lando. Yeah, Sitcom. That's a good idea. Um, just to say, I saw a stat earlier going back to the point of it being such an inexperienced lineup and um, how signs and whoever it is, isn't going to have that much racing pedigree. If you, if you know what I mean, um, this will be the first season since 1994. So that's 25 years next year that they will have no race winner on the nice. team. And it will be the first time in McLaren's history that they will not have a driver who has got a podium in F1. Bad, it's bad reading,
2: isn't it? Well, it's, it was, and it's, you know, it, so, the first time since two thousand and eight they've not had a champion in the team, which Yeah, says, I mean that, yeah. says a lot about McLaren that you know, even in the even in the bad times they still had Alonso. Well they had Alonso and Button there, so yeah. So I know and even in L eight they had Hamilton, who was basically a champion by then. I knew he wasn't, but it wasn't far off it. So yeah, it's uh, like you say, it's a rebuilding stage for them. But it's a uh, it's an odd one for them to find it's an odd position for them to find themselves in because their biggest asset has just he's just walked off Well, he's not walked off yet nine races time's going to walk off mm. but yeah I don't know I wouldn't say worrying but concerning times for McLaren
1: yeah are you worried about the future for McLaren
0: yeah I think realistically McLaren when they say rebuild I need mean, to look at that kind of new regulation time you know in the next few years. And I think being such a lucrative brand that they are, they need to go out and do something. Here's what I think they need to do. So, everyone hold on to your hats. I think that they realistically need to get rid of Renault before the new regulations come in. They've they got them. I know, I know. They only got Honda a couple of years before that. Right. They need to go out and they need to bring in a brand new engine supplier that isn't in Formula One to have total control of that engine supplier and one that can deliver. Power. Both Renault and Honda have never been renowned for delivering powerful setups, and that is what McLaren are lacking. They need someone on the lines of Porsche. They need someone on the lines of Chevrolet. They need someone who can come in there and deliver raw horsepower, and then they can get back to developing a chassis and aerodynamic brilliance on the track that allows them to actually deliver results. And I think McLaren is such a lucrative brand that they are able to do that. It's a negative they don't have their own engine supplier. But it's a positive that they can go out and sell themselves, like Formula One prostitution, to a new engine supplier elsewhere and bring in more watchers to Formula One. Apologies if that was X rated for anyone watching. Um so yeah, I think that's what McLaren need to do. Rebuilding from the ground up.
1: I mean, you said hold on to your hats. Yeah, X rated content, but I was holding on to my hat, so I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where to go from that
2: can we go anywhere from that no uh, so Neil's on the Facebook chat saying that he believes all the teams are setting themselves up for 2021 and I think drivers too because no one's signing a contract past 2020
1: yeah that's a good point actually this signs well signs this might go past it's a multi-year deal so minimum it goes to 2020 potentially longer I don't know Um, yeah I think you made some good points Um, I think McLaren going with a new engine supplier is risky but it might be what they need in order to succeed again um they thought that last time was honda that's the problem they've they've gone with honda who were a year behind in terms of development and that didn't work out at all so someone like porsche and chevrolet on the one hand could be a masterstroke on the other hand it could completely fail and they'll be back to where they were five years ago
0: yeah my my issue with the honda move was that they did it for nostalgia they did it to bring back those fans that loved it when they had a partnership way before. And I think it was a little bit kind of a last grass move. You know, we failed for a while. What can we do? Oh, let's bring back the good old days. And it really didn't pay off. And they've almost opened the door now for Red Bull to succeed. I think they need to go completely fresh and do that now behind the backs of Formula One and go, these are the regulations. You've got three years to develop the engine we need. Please go and do that.
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, should we move on to Mr. Fernando Alonso? He's been in the news recently, isn't he? What's he been up to? My heart breaks. I can't remember what, what what's happening with Alonso. I don't know. Um, he's gone on holiday. Oh, he's gone on holiday forever. Yeah. He's never coming back. Um, well, actually, he's already, he's already
2: said in his leaving leaving video that uh, or whatever, I might come back still. Yeah,
1: that's just Alonso, isn't it? <laughs> of course he's not going to make anything definitive. Um, I mean, where does Alonso rank amongst the greats? We discussed this a couple of months ago, I think, on a stream, but let, might as well speak about it again. Thanks to the news, well, look, he's
2: not—he's not the greatest, but I—I I, see. I wrote a piece yesterday about his, you know, top top moments in F1. I think he's up there as sort of de- defining a generation of Formula One. He's—he's he's in the top three with. Vettel and Hamilton, in terms of this generation of F1, and actually, and he was their first. He was the one that took over the mantle from Schumacher. So, to, you can't take that away from him, despite the fact he only did get two championships. Um, yeah, he, he's got to be up there as one of the great, as one of the greatest all-round drivers. I think Hamilton's quicker around a lap, and it, w- it would have been great to see them actually battle out. Now, 2018, Hamilton and Alonso would have been. A classic, but we're not going to see that sadly. Um, yeah, he's one of not the greatest. I'd put him top eight, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's this not,
1: is, that's not, not narrowing region. it down, is it? No, it's a safe region. I'd probably agree with you on that. Um, yeah, unbelievable racecraft. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a great person. I have to say, with the Hamilton Alonso thing, I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen because part of me thinks that Hamilton would have beaten him. Um if two thousand you know, if, if two thousand and seven Hamilton yeah, matched two thousand and seven Alonso, well, I think I think twenty eighteen Hamilton is quite a bit better than two thousand seven Hamilton was. I think twenty eighteen Alonso is quite a bit better than twenty I don't think he's I don't think the improvement is quite as much. But I mean that's just anyway. complete and utter hindsight. We will never know. Um yeah, I think there are there were times in Alonso's career where he made good racing drivers look like amateurs. You know, Massa was completely destroyed by Alonso. Kimi Raikkonen, 2014, completely destroyed by Alonso. And if you look at the amount of championships he could have won, I mean, two championships indicates that he's not as good a driver as he should have been. But there were so many championships he missed out on. He won 05, he won 06. but eight points, isn't it? Eight points off being five eight. times world champion. Yeah, he should have won 07. Um should have won 10. I mean, if 07 had worked out well, he'd probably have been there in 08 and would have maybe won that as well. True. 09, he had the opportunity to move to Braun. And if he did that, he'd have been a world champion.
2: 07, he apparently, yeah. So he had the chance to move to Red Bull. So he could have had all of Vettel's championships.
1: <laughs> yeah. And in 2010, he had a chance. 2012, he had a chance. If he stick with Ferrari, he might have been a world champion last year. There's so many, I know it's if, buts and maybes, but there are so many reasons as to why Alonso probably should have won more than two world championships. Do you think he's um, underperformed in his career, Sam, at all?
0: I think he's been incredibly unlucky. And by unlucky, I mean he's forged himself the wrong pathway. He chose the wrong decision pretty much every single time after he won his two world titles. As you said, eight points from five world titles is a ridiculous statistic. He could be in the top three or four drivers of all time ever. He's definitely my top ten favourite drivers of all ever in terms of personality, racecraft, ability... I don't necessarily think he's always going to be the best there. Like you said, Hamilton, I think, would beat him. I think him and Vettel across the season would be incredibly close. Um, I don't think he comes too close to the likes of Schumacher or Senna, but that doesn't mean that he isn't one of the most incredible, driven people on the track that we've seen. You know, he commands a racetrack. He doesn't just command the team. When he's on that track, he has an aura about him. The fans love him regardless of, of who they support, what team they support. And he will go down as a legend of the sport. I've seen a lot of people actually surprisingly say that he was toxic for the sport and they're glad that he's moved on. He's glad that his time is taken away from the sport. I disagree. Personally, I've always enjoyed that drama, that flair about him. But I can understand why some people think that. A lot of teams didn't want to work with him because he caused arguments, he provoked division. He frustrates the other drivers into not being their best, and that isn't always what you want in a team. And I love Alonso, and I I must admit that's him. And I would rather he be in the sport and cause that toxicity, but I'm sad to see him go. He goes down for me in the top seven or eight drivers of all time, um, and I, I'm I'm a bit emotional. Have <laughs> a little cry. Have oh. a little cry. Um,
2: now I was going to say I saw I can't remember who said it. I might have been on, I might have been Andrew Benson or someone, but um, they said. He probably needed someone stronger than himself just to take him to one side and, you know, stop those sort of political situations behind the scenes. But they they also said there probably isn't anyone who's stronger in the head than him. So well, it was, was I mean if Briatori couldn't do it. Then they're uh, normal. Then I don't think anyone could do it. No, be exactly. Honest. So I thought that was a very telling point that yeah, he needed someone but he could never There was never anyone who's going to really stop him. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think you're spot on, Sam, to be honest, because I think his biggest weakness is something that's not even related to his racing. His biggest weakness was always behind the scenes and his decision making and where he went. Christian Horner on Beyond the Grid, the new F1 podcast just two weeks ago, said with the Red Bull seat opening up, and this is a quote, he said, I have huge respect for Fernando. He's a great driver, a fantastic driver, but it's very difficult He's tended to cause chaos wherever he's gone. This is a team manager saying this. This is one of the guys who is responsible for recruiting drivers saying this. So if he's saying it, of course, it must be true amongst the F1 paddocks. You've got an incredibly talented driver. Christian Horner doesn't dispute that in his quote. And he would not even consider him for one of the potentially race winning seats in F1 because of who he is as a person. And it's disappointing that that... Kind of got in the way of his career, particularly in the second half of his career.
2: Yeah, and whether he'll look back and think the same, I don't know. I think probably he wouldn't, but it is—it's definitely true. He's just—he's made some bad bad calls, I think, behind the scenes. Um, anyway, he ended up in McLaren again. So, what do we think? His stint in McLaren, no wins, no podiums, few points. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on few. I'm afraid there weren't there weren't many. There weren't many. Um, there, was, there are still a few stand-up performances, I think.
1: Look, he, he raced very well. Um, I think he, he raced very well when Jensen Button was there and the last couple of years he's done everything he can with the car that he's had under him. Um, and I don't actually think it's damaged his reputation as much as people think it has. I don't think um, it has. A, well, in fact, like, I, maybe well, not at, at all. all. Yeah. Um, he's shown that he has another weapon in his arsenal almost and that he can bring up a team that is doing pretty badly and can race the pants off it and get as many points as possible um, to be honest I'm not 100% sure why he joined in the first place um, I, I, I know the... I didn't like mm, what was he called the one
2: before Riva Bene uh, Ferrari, Mattiak, Mattiachi
1: yeah but... He was
2: there for a bit in 2014 after Domenico kind of left, don't think they got on at all Yeah, um, but obviously if he'd stayed at Ferrari He'd be in a much, much better position now. But would he have yes, I think would he have stuck out? I know 15 step had wins, but would he have stuck out for 15,
1: a bad year in sixteen to get seventeen? Would he have made that? Yeah, as I think well. he would have though, because I don't think there was any other better alternatives. True. He moved away from Ferrari when Ferrari were above McLaren in the standings, and McLaren when he was joining them, were just losing their Mercedes engine, which True. was clearly the most dominant engine in 2014. But he decided to go. To a team which had a new engine coming in that was one year behind in terms of development and hadn't been looking like winning a championship for like six years, it was at that point. So, yeah, I I still can't quite understand why Alonso did decide to move in the first place, um, and then it didn't end up working out very
2: well. Um, do you? Is there a standout standout McLaren performance in, you have in mind uh, from the second stint? Obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hungary, I think. What, last year? Yeah. Hungry last year. Sam, do you have a standout second stint McLaren-Alonso performance? That's a, <laughs> a lot mind.
0: winded question. Uh, Hungry, yeah, was brilliant. Uh, recently, his Azerbaijan performance, I thought, was blimmin' brilliant. That was a fantastic showing. I think something that I'm going to discover about Fernando Alonso now, before you've all had the revelation, is that I think he'd be a really good team boss. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yes, he basically was a team boss, wasn't he? By the end of McLaren, yeah.
0: I think, I think Well, he has his stint in IndyCar and he goes away for a while after he really retires from motorsport, and maybe in 10, 15 years' time, if he were to come back and play a major role in the management of a team, I think he will have matured enough to really channel that passion and know-how and knowledge into a team. And I think he could be great in team management. I think he could build a team around him and league team like McLaren later on down the line. to so brilliant. Maybe his own team. He's got enough sodding money to make one.
1: Deck chair F one. Deck chair F one. Make it happen. Karma. Karma F one. <laughs> Karma Racing. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see. GP two <laughs> engine I mean, racing. Back to the point. Sorry. <laughs> um, Alonso in management. Yeah, I think it'd be an exciting prospect because not many drivers who were who or who are as good as Alonso tend to make it very far in management you no. you no disrespect to the likes of Christian Horner but he wasn't exactly Lewis Hamilton was he in his racing career <laughs> and
0: neither was he was Toto wolf remember
1: no, well true. I mean look at the guys who have been good f1 drivers and have gone into management or team ownership uh, Alan Prost, Jackie Stewart the, Hill. I mean yeah it, it, it doesn't really... he, he was only and driving at the same time true least. that is very true um
2: yeah, it, it
1: very. That, that would be Alonso. Well.
2: Alonso would own and drive the car at the same time. He'd be 56 and he'd still drive. That sounds like Alonso. And he'd have Barrichello as his
1: teammate. Yeah. I, I reckon, anyway. <laughs> um, just something about Alonso, his um, his second stint. Is there <laughs> any point in the last few years where you think he should have bailed and tried something else? What, at McLaren? Yeah. Since he's joined, do you think there was a point where this was never going to work and he should have? Beg to get somewhere else. I think the beginning
2: of seventeen. That was the that was the that's the moment he should have. But then where would he've gone? That's the only thing yeah, he yeah. could have tried. I think you you look fifteen was bad. Sixteen was he's better. Wasn't brilliant, but they were they were getting there. And then seventeen was promised to be the the better year, and it wasn't. And they had the best chassis in F one, but. When when it didn't work, when they realised they couldn't even start it up without it breaking down, that's uh, that's point. Or maybe maybe when he joined in 15, but you can't leave then. You're committed. So, yeah, I don't know where he would have gone. I was going to say, do you think the bad, bad McLaren phase, is it is it going to be like the making of the next you know, the next stage of Fernando Lodz's career? Because without the bad McLaren, he wouldn't have done Indy. And then it wouldn't have opened up these options to do Weck because Zach Brown was trying to keep him and trying to keep him happy. So he might not have done these things. I think he would have done. What, just afterwards? Yeah, I think he would
1: have got there one way or the other. Okay. Maybe, he's, he
2: maybe he's there got there sooner. sooner.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe he's got there sooner because of his links that he's developed whilst being at McLaren. But um, yeah, I, I, think, um, I think it would have happened at one point anyway. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I don't think fernando alonso made a bad decision sticking around for this year um you know could have, it could have something could have happened yeah the renault engine was the last throw of the dice it was unlikely that they were going to be propelled right to the top again alongside Mer- ferrari and red bull obviously it didn't work out that way but it was worth a gamble at least there was nothing else going on in his career where he would have been better suited elsewhere um but obviously now we've discovered that mclaren's issues run much much deeper than the honda engine uh, presented back in 2070 um, and we know that short-term success isn't going to happen which is why he's moved on all right then where's he you say he say moved on where's he moving on Sam where's he moving on
0: well it's it's obviously down the local track down the road selling candy floss candy floss <laughs> a, got... a, a lots of floss um anyway no he he's obviously off to IndyCar, McLaren wanted to go there this gives them a direct link with the driver that already has the aspiration. He's a racer through and through, isn't he? He's always wanted to race. He always wants to race. You know, it's his home. In that very emotional video that he he presented on social media, um, he said that he puts that visor down and he feels uh, a warm embrace of motorsport or Formula One. And I don't think he wants to lose that. I think that's that is his life. Like a footballer on a football pitch, I think that is his life, his dream. And I I think even if he left, say, after the first year with uh, Honda using McLaren, which I think probably would have been the better time for him to go, he's still have years to build something. I think I think he'll go on to do IndyCar, then WEC even more, and I think he will win the Triple Crown, and I think he'll win multiple world titles at other things. Um, he just won't do it in Formula One, and that makes me very sad.
2: Um, I saw it a, a story I don't know if it's true but he's got a test for IndyCar coming up so yeah, I think that's, that's true, true. For, for McLaren if they want to keep ties and Zach Brown is he's a marketing man he's not gonna he's not stupid if he can keep some sort of link to Alonso you know he does IndyCar but uh, they've got a few McLaren stickers on the side of his IndyCar I don't think yeah. it's gonna be an IndyCar team is it McLaren I think that's fallen through
1: yeah that's gone
2: quiet so yeah. but even so if they can keep the links why not keep 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 the guys happy so um yeah we might see him back in f1 one
1: day but i'd like to but he's getting on a bit now isn't he yeah that's the thing he um is at the end of his career rather than at the beginning of it he's got more years behind him than ahead of him Do, you reckon um, do you have <laughs> i t- after all of the gp2 engine stuff i don't think he's going to go into a car that is significantly slower okay um i hope he goes to indycar and i hope he does it full time um, He's so good to see.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see him in an equal car on on a road car. In, in, a in car Indy car, car course, awesome.
1: If he was if he was going to do that, um, I would love to see him win the triple crown, um, which obviously involves him winning the Indy five hundred. Now, but I would be just as happy to see him actually win the IndyCar car championship. Like yeah. I, I would. It be even do it. Do, him, do, do a Mansell. Yeah, yeah. Go and, and win the Indycar Championship. And let's face it, like if Alonso does go to IndyCar that's going to do a huge amount for the sport this side of the pond. Yeah, it's it's going to get well. A... Oh, they're what it did when he went there for one. one yeah, course. exactly. It's going to bring some sort of massive new market that is relatively untapped at the moment. Maybe he's got to deal with Chase Carey. Oh, conspiracy, conspiracy. theory. Yeah, I know exactly. Um, um, yeah I wouldn't mind seeing him in Weperith,
2: eh, but, um wait what well, he isn't that's the thing we say what's he going to do he's got still got, got oh, well, a yeah, double yeah. season of WEC oh he's of course there. yeah he's
1: carrying on until next uh, season so isn't he he's
2: still busy next year as well yeah. so um, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be around yeah indeed I think that's it mate <laughs> is that it <laughs> yeah. you, you're cool it. <laughs> well it's a good note to end on we're not very good at that
1: yes boss yeah. um, yes uh, we're going to be back next Thursday everyone's um, ones coming back we're by. previewing a race yeah I know it doesn't weekend. really feel like we've actually been away does it I know so much going on exactly uh, Formula 1 returns to Belgium next weekend so we will be previewing that race on Thursday 7 o'clock same time as always it'll be the three of us I've been Ben Hocking <laughs> I've been Harry Ede
0: I've been Samuel Sage and goodbye to Fernando Alonso goodbye my lover
1: see you again <laughs> Fernando Alonso Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking Podcast here on Drive Tribe. My name's Ben Hocking. My name is Harry Eid.
0: And with love, with care, I'm Samuel Sage. Remember, keep breaking late.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.